down your knives and your forks, your spoons and your sporks, and take a seat at the table of Discourse, the Orange Groves podcast, where we talk about food. My name is Jay. I am your host. I am the host of this podcast and of the Marmoset Chronicles, a personal retrospective. You may know that you may sometimes hear me on Champs in the Making. My pronouns are he and they. And today I'm joined by Sabrina. Hello, Sabrina. Hello, hello. I am Sabrina Ray Stewart. I am the host of Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends, and I love to talk about food because I've been working in the food industry for a long time, and I was on a restaurant show, and I like to eat. My birthday was, my birthday dinner was on Friday, and I had this giant plate of, like, barbecued meat, which I was able to eat just, like, two bites of. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, if if it's heavy barbecue, it's like you you get a ton of it. You think, all right, I can do this. And then two bites in, you realize the mistake you've made. Yeah, it's like in Texas, how it's all all you can eat. But most people Mm -hmm. just like load up and like take whatever home and have it the next three days. Right. Yeah, it's it's all you can eventually eat. Like, I love to wake up the next day and have that, like, leftover brisket and just, like, chop it up and put it with eggs and then make, uh-huh. a, like, a burrito. Oh, I, <sighs> I, I do it with home fries a lot. I'll do brisket, home fries, cheddar cheese, eggs. Uh, if I happen to have, like, an avocado, I'll put a little dollop of guacamole on there. Oh, my God. Huge fan. Also, happy birthday. I didn't realize it had just been your birthday. Uh, yeah, well, it's actually on Monday, but um, Monday's a weird day because I have to go to That's work. True. and. Things are busy, so we decided to celebrate on Friday instead. Birthdays birthdays are subjective, but the one thing that's not subjective is the, uh, the, the absolute importance, the weight and grandeur of the You're Hot and You're Cold Katy Perry Cup. Sabrina, you weren't here for the last episode of this, but on, on the previous episode, um, our, our good friend Chris joined myself and Vita to... Figure out the rest of the preliminaries, and what you and I are here to do today is to return to the gauntlet of what food performs and lifts weight, it really holds its own weight the best while as hot as the oven it came out of, or as cold as an upstate New York winter. (laughs) Uh, And what we have before us are four matchups. I like that this is the most relevant Katy Perry has been in years. You know, we, we we really strive for for relevance. Before this, we were making James Corden relevant, just between the two of us. It's really a celebrity focused episode. You mentioned Ellen earlier, and you know, oh, celebrity. Yeah. We, we 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 love <laughs> we love celebrities here at the Orange Groves. We're big fans of fame and famous people. Less true words have seldom been spoken. Sabrina, we have four matchups before us uh, to talk about. The winners of the preliminary rounds are as thus. Uh, the number 16 seed sandwich has uh, come up against the number 8 seed, the humble and powerful pizza, a matchup I already fear and dread talking about. The number 13 seed tea, hot or cold obviously, is up against the number 12 seed pasta. The number 2 seed cheese, parentheses cheese, is up against number 7 noodle dishes and stir fry. And the number 14 potato is up against the number 11 coffee. Uh, coffee, of course, easily <laughs> blew by its opponent salad, while uh, potato is up against lasagna, one where I was the one and only staunch defender of pulling a cold block of lasagna out of the refrigerator and just eating it like that, like an animal. I mean, it's not terrible. I, I hey, Listen, the, it, there are worse things you can do, certainly. Yeah, d- genocide. 
for instance. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, microwaving fish, but sure, Jess. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked that we're down to potato and coffee because it's such a strange mix-up. Mix. It's, it's such a weird battle. Well, that's how I feel about tea and pasta as well. And I guess that's just the fact that coffee and tea are our two beverages. But, like, pa- oh, pasta... God. Pasta, I think, only got this far because it was up against fried chicken in the preliminaries. We'll we'll see how we get here. I feel like uh, sandwich versus pizza is going to be our hard one, so I think we should go from the bottom up here. I think we should start with potato, parentheses, genre, versus coffee, and move up from there. Does that work for you? Yeah, yeah, that's like, this is this is the good way to do foreplay, really. You want to, like, <laughs> save the big bang. Uh huh. For the end, and, sandwich pizza. Sa- sandwiches and pizza are the sex of food. Yeah, that's is is one sexier than the other? Is one gayer than the other? Who's to say? But sandwich and pizza that that's a different episode. Is what is what is the straightest sex of food and what is the gayest sex of food? We're already getting away from things here. Potato versus coffee. Coffee didn't need to go up against as weak an opponent as salad in the first round coffee iced and hot i i think is an extreme powerhouse sabrina are you a coffee person i am not a coffee person so this is easy for me but i will i will try to think about coffee in terms of hot and cold delivery yeah, and I will I will try my best to sell you because I feel like otherwise we may have immediately run into an interesting uh divisive one that wasn't expected. So potato, I here's the thing. I I I you know, I like a potato in any of its forms, who doesn't? There are almost every form of potato that's good is hot. When it comes to cold potatoes, you've got a potato salad and you know, if a potato salad ha- is, like, not a drenched-in-mayo one, I think a potato salad's really good. But, like, french fry... Some people like cold french fries. If no, you're one of those no, people, I'm no, about no, to no. offend you. Okay, good. Cold french fries are one of the most putrid substances and textures on Earth. The, the flavors just don't work. The flavors Absolutely don't work not. when, when it's Abs- cold. I'm sorry, yeah, they and, just don't. And, and, and a cold fry has like a texture of sand inside. It's disgusting. I, I am I am not here for it. One thing. So one thing is potato for me is as much as I love them, almost every way I like them is hot and not cold. And then the other, yeah, I, I don't think I don't know if I would say there is a kind of potato that can be enjoyed both hot and cold. Like I I, I have eaten cold mashed potatoes and lived, but I wasn't thrilled about it. Like I. I I wasn't writing home about it. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with that, but I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna blow your mind right now and say that a, a cold do. potato soup, a cold potato bisque, is actually one okay. of my favorite foods. Okay. Okay. Interesting. What What goes into something like that? Cream. <laughs> Cream, mm-hmm. butter, potato. Just, um, it's mm-hmm. it's just a it's just a very like blended creamy potato soup. It, it's almost almost uh, almost like a clam chowder minus the clam. Or like leeks, like leeks and sure. potato, but served cold. It's actually really good. That sounds that sounds very good. I, I, I so so talking about coffee. This is this is funny because I I, I it is immediately uh, an interesting debate we have here. My my thing with coffee, and I think I said this uh, with Vita and Chris last time. The thing so so as as a coffee liker, the reason I would fight a lot for coffee here is that I think. There are equally, 
cold coffee, iced coffee, and hot coffee are very different experiences, and both are... Hmm. There, there is a lot of customization and uniqueness to how you can enjoy those different temperatures of coffee. So, like, it, my, my iced coffee order at a Starbucks or whatever is completely different from hot coffee. I like hot coffee black, usually. But if it's an iced coffee, I will, you know, get a iced latte with a bunch of cream and flavors in it. I will, I will do this, I will do that. I, I think there are very different flavors happening there. But... Your point with the potato soup is is really strong. I feel like there probably are more solid cold potato yeah. uh, applications that I'm necessarily thinking of. Do you think you could just take, like, I don't know, mashed potatoes and take them cold and put them in an ice cream cone and eat that? Oh, <laughs> no. No, I do not. <laughs> Sabrina, I do not think I could do that. <laughs> Holy with like shit. butterscotch. Ah! I you know what? I'm going to say I would rather not. I would prefer <laughs> not to. <laughs> it's really basis. hard to say that coffee. I mean, this seems like an easy one to me that uh coffee is more versatile. Uh people not just I mean, everyone in my life enjoys coffee yeah. with ice and hot and it's it's it, it could also be a hot cake. It could also be a cold cake. Like, there's so many uses for coffee. I had a, an alcoholic drink last night that I, I did not enjoy. It had oat milk and coffee and um, uh, vodka. But it was like, I, I understood it. Like, I understood right. that this flavor works. <laughs> right. If yeah, I that, were to that, that's... replace that with potato, although you could say that vodka is a kind, could be a kind of potato, I guess. <laughs> you could. I, suppo- I suppose you could. It all comes <laughs> back around. But the, you don't use that in cooking too much. Like, vodka is a very rare cooking alcohol, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I think you, you raise a good point there, which is that I, I would expand that with coffee, too, that, like, coffee as a flavor shows up in a lot of really good hot or cold things. Like, uh, I... You know, whether you're just getting a coffee ice cream or, um, I think I mentioned this before, but affogato, which is a really delicious dessert that's just a couple scoops of cold vanilla ice cream with just a little shot of hot, fresh espresso poured on top of it. Oh, nice. And it's delicious. And that right there, I, which I, I think this counts too and is important here too, that is a blending of those temperatures. That is something that is hot and fresh out of a coffee maker and on something that is cold, fresh out of a freezer. Well, and that balance really adds to it as well, I think. Yeah, and that reminds me that I like tiramisu, which is usually mm-hmm. um, ladyfingers soaked in espresso. Yes, So yes. And I, I'm not was, a coffee drinker, but here I am eating that yeah. and loving it. So yeah, I guess I'm going to have was... to go with coffee on this one. Ah, yes. Uh, potato, potato is, is potato, a strong potato. one. I, <laughs> potato, potato, coffee, coffee. <laughs> I was trying to think of another Co-fefe. way to say that. There we go. Coffee, coffee. Let's call the whole thing off. Uh, moving, crawling up, uh, coffee moves forward. Next up. On our, on our little bracket of horrors, we have cheese, parentheses, cheese, versus noodle dishes and stir-fry. This is an interesting one. When we were talking about cheese, I, I think we sort of agreed that, like, I should have, like, gone back and listened to that specific conversation, but I, I feel like the consensus was kind of that, like, what made cheese work here 
is that you have, you know, obviously everything from just like mozzarella sticks and whatnot to cheese as an ingredient in other things and just the concept of how versatile cheese can be on its own. So you've got that versus noodle dishes and stir fry, whether that's like, I don't know, fried rice that you took out of the fridge or whether it's a like cold Thai peanut noodle, something like that or anything else. Uh, there, there can be some versatility there as well. Sabrina, how, how are you feeling off the bat here? Well, first I think that we should, just for the sake of making this um, fair, we should mm-hmm. take cheese as cheese. So, yes, yes, mozzarella sticks. No cheese on top of a pizza. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. Because we've got pizza up there, so that mm-hmm. wouldn't be fair. Uh-huh, so talking... I... Uh... I got a little bit of pushback on that last time, but I'm glad I I, you, you, I agree with you, and you and I are the ones who are here now. This is how democracy works. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. As far as noodle dishes stir fry, I've never been a huge fan of like somen or soba, where mm. they serve it cold and. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen the one like they have a little like um trough? Where they put the noodles in and people like dip their yeah. their chopsticks in and grab the noodles as they're floating by like like <laughs> logs in a river. Uh huh. Yes, I have. Yeah, there is a. Uh, I've I've been watching the show Legion and there's actually a set in Legion that kind of replicates that. So I've seen a lot of that recently. Well, that's a great show. I love mm-hmm. to talk about it, but not right now. But as far as hot noodle dishes, um, I just had pad thai the other day and it is like amazing and i've had mm-hmm. a lot of really really strong noodle dishes um from i mean we're we're trying to differentiate that from pasta how exactly i i i think i don't know i i think i think we're talking about like rice noodle based stuff and then stir fry can also mean like rice based stuff so i think we're talking about um oh, so noodles pot- and rice are the same thing this is a really weird one I, I know, I know. Listen, listen, I don't make the rules. I just uh, make the rules. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that, yeah, I think much like we have parsed how cheese actually means cheese, we can sort of do the same thing here. And I, I, I think I, I think your pod ties, your drunken noodles, your uh, like soba noodles, like you've said, um, I have had like some cold Thai noodle dishes a few times. And you know what? I think they're all fine. Cheese, if we really are just talking about cheese as cheese, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a block of cold mozzarella in my mouth. I've been in some dark places just like anyone, and I'm not too, bra- I'm not too you know, headstrong to admit it, but I, I, I'm not entirely sure how to evaluate cheese versus that. Well, if it's fresh pulled mozzarella and eating it sure. cold, I will like literally open that package and just slice it up and start eating it. Like, mm-hmm. I love now, to have it in, like, a caprese salad. Um, yeah, with, yeah. You know, like, um, tomatoes and fresh basil from the garden. But mm-hmm. if <laughs> if I'm just having a... If I just have, like, a loaf of bread and, like, a slab of fresh pulled mozzarella, mm, that's all I need. Um, talking about warm, though, one thing you have to consider is, although I wouldn't say pizza goes under cheese... I would say that fondue does, and fondue is a really Ooh. nice way to eat warm cheese. Ooh, that's a good one. I have almost never in my life actually experienced fondue. A, a, a personal sadness of mine. That's something you could you could easily 
easily change today I, I'm, or tomorrow. I, I'm sure I'm sure there are places around me that offer fondue. I've just never felt like a fancy enough boy to enter those places. <laughs> That's not true. I certainly have. It's probably been around me, and I've just never uh, interfaced with it. The other thing I, I would say, like I, I agree with you about uh, cheese, melted cheese on pizza, not necessarily counting. But I would, I would, I would bring up. Um, there are even times where something will have hot and cold cheese on it, such as I've had, I don't know how widespread a thing this is, but I have gone to a pizza place where they offer, you can just get cold mozzarella put on top of your slice of hot pizza that has melted mozzarella on it. And something about that, like hot and cold cheese all in one bite does kind of do something because it's two different textures at that point. Like melted, melted cheese is a very different texture from just, little little funky shreds of cold mozzarella and i think there is there's is something added there just as much as if you put you know a meat or whatever other hearty topping on your pizza and i, I like that a good deal yeah um, I, I like yeah. that that's interesting um yeah for me it's it's probably cheese just because i don't think i like cold noodles very much i i think i agree with you uh, yeah i i think Noodle dishes and stir-fry, half of why I put noodle dishes and stir-fry on this bracket, too, was that I was thinking when I made this bracket about leftovers, and obviously, like, you microwave leftovers or heat them up in a pan, but sometimes you're just in some sort of, you know, hypnotic gremlin state, and you just eat whatever leftover you have pulled out of the fridge. Um, But anytime I've done that with fried rice, it's been bad. Usually with noodle dishes, it's been, like, Again, I won't die, but I won't remember this fondly. I, I, there's nothing positive to say about that. So I, I think I'm with you in the cheese camp. Uh, let let us let us allow cheese to voyage merrily onward uh, to go up against coffee in the semifinals. Oh, man, that's like the that's like the uh, gastrointestinal like showdown there. It, yeah, that's Both of those uh, that, are that's do a number to your insides. Yeah, and then we have uh, we have fucking pizza up at the top too. Yeah, well, maybe maybe we do, but maybe sandwich is going through. We'll see. We'll see. Next up, the an, another interesting one: the number thirteen seed T versus Sabrina. You were asking why our pasta was if it was not in the noodle dishes category. It's right here in the number twelve seed pasta. Uh, tea versus pasta. I just tr- finished drinking a cup of tea. Oh no, there's a little left in there. I have been drinking a cup of tea while we've been recording this. Hot and nice. How tea, dare I you lie like. to your audience? You liar. I'm sorry. Uh, hot, hot and nice tea are, are, are both good on a very simple binary. The same way, like in a simpler way than coffee. I feel like um, pasta, cold pasta. I don't know. I'll, I'll eat a pasta salad, but immediately I'm leaning a lot more strongly towards tea. Cause I think tea is designed like tea is designed. Tea just has a range of flavors that come out, whether it's hot or cold more so than I would say for, for noodles and sauce. I mean, as much as I'm not a coffee drinker, I am a tea drinker. I'm not okay. a crazy tea drinker in that I don't know all the brand names. There's no like El Dorado of tea or whatever. There's no, there's no like um, Holy Grail of tea for me. You you uh, don't have like a like a wall rack of uh, jars of different loose leaf blends that you I buy don't. from a a funky little store in the in the back of town covered in tie dye. No, I don't. But 
That does not sound unappealing to me. Um, it's great. And I do tea, like tea. to go have tea at like little fancy shops where they have mm-hmm. little sandwiches on a like on a uh-huh. four tier tray. Yeah. Um, and everybody wears like these ridiculous hats and we all act all fancy and hold out our pinkies. You know, tea tea has that image, but it also has the mm-hmm. image of Arizona tea. You just leave it in the sun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's that's a good point. Tea brings with it not only the polarity of hot and cold, but also a polarity of fancy versus, like you know, fu- versus absolute, you know, proletariat versus versus bourgeoisie. I suppose yeah. where my uh, you've described a tea house. Like I, I have a similar like tea house to what you were describing. Where yeah, you can get the little. The little stack of plates where, oh, here's a little sandwich, here's a crepe, here's a a soup, uh, and then here's a fancy cup of tea. And then also, in college, uh, we could go and get giant cans of Arnold Palmer and Arizona iced tea from the student union for a dollar, and we would go and mix those with the cheapest vodka we could purchase. (laughs) And that was how I spent my senior year of college. (laughs) So there there is an interesting duality there with tea that I hadn't really thought about before. I don't know. I don't know how relevant that is to this conversation but i like it i think it's fun okay well one thing that is relevant in that sense is that uh sweet tea is Mm -hmm. is like the drink of the south it is i uh i visited a friend in the south there might actually be an episode of this very podcast talking to this friend about uh some culinary adventures we had there but uh, yeah i visited a friend who lives in uh tennessee last month and I hadn't had southern sweet tea before. <laughs> I I pour a cup of it. I we're getting barbecue. I I drink a little bit of it, and I think about it. I get back up. I pour it out, and I replace it with a Coca Cola because I needed something lighter. <laughs> I needed something That's a good less. Point. In, mm. I needed something less intensely sugary, intensely sweet than that sweet tea was. They do not fuck around down there. Um, I I love the fact mm. that sweet tea is used with is made with a simple syrup because mm-hmm. a lot of the times if you're in the north and you order iced tea they make you use the fucking packets oh <laughs> and my the packets God. just sit at the bottom of the tea they it's barely terrible. add their sweetness it's such a waste of time uh, mm, it takes yeah, forever the, to the... get your flavor profile right at the very it's least horrible. you can cut you can cut sweet tea with regular tea and you'll have something. <laughs> That's not going to send you into a diabetic coma. Yeah, it, there was a period where I would go to a, a coffee shop near me and get an ice, a particular iced tea I like, and I would just have them put. They didn't have simple syrup at the time. Now they do, uh, but I would just have them put a little bit of the like vanilla syrup they use in their vanilla lattes in it, nice, just because nice. that was like yeah. a sweetener that would mix well and wasn't too strong a flavor. So I, you know, you do what you have to, or like a. It was a raspberry tea, so I would just do a raspberry syrup sometimes. Now more places have been trained, though, to actually have a liquid... Trained. Uh, more places have a, a liquid sugar option now, thank God. But uh, but yeah, I, I, all that to say, I think tea... I don't know, I, I, I like my tea lightly sweet but not super sweet, so Southern southern iced tea, y'all can have it. I have I have a sweet tolerance, and if I were to break the sweet tolerance that hard, I would... I would have type 1 and type 2 diabetes. They would name a third type after me. It would be a whole thing. 
I'm not ready to live that kind of life. But yeah, I, I don't know. Iced tea and hot tea are great. Do, do you have any f- strong feelings about pasta being here at this point? If this was just like, if you had to kill one of these and never have it again, mm-hmm. I might not be able to just say tea off the bat. I might have to say pasta because pasta is, it goes with so many things. <laughs> so mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it's such I, a great I, food to make in the middle, like when you have nothing else to eat. Like you, mm-hmm. all you need is some cheese and some salt and like cut up some vegetables and some meat and you just fry in a pan and then just add it to the, to the pasta and you're good to go like or just add a canned sauce there like it's all good i I did that literally on last tuesday uh but again to the point yeah that's that's hot application is there cold application to match again i i like a pasta salad but i'm i'm not gonna make myself a pasta salad in that same way right exactly i don't like pasta salad that much i mean i'll eat it if it's at a picnic or something but it almost feels like it it's like it's like punishment like (laughs) i just i just feel like i i imagine what it would taste like warm you know like i think of warm pasta when i'm with cold pasta and it's not fair to warm pasta (laughs) it's not fair to cold pasta you're walking down the street with cold with cold pasta looking back over your shoulder at warm pasta walking by you yeah, uh, <laughs> it's literally that meme. So amazing. Yeah, that that's that's my issue. Is like when I think of tea, like to your point, like like I I am I am you know getting over a little bit of a cold, and so a hot cup of tea is an incredible thing. And then if I'm out in the sun all day, a like a nice iced tea is one of my favorite cold drinks. Period. I think it's really crisp and refreshing, and and it's it, it's tea is accomplishing things at both ends of the polarity in ways I just don't think pasta is. And I, I just, I think I have to go with tea. Yeah, I do too. This, yeah, like this, again, this isn't our favorite things. This is what functions across hot and cold the best. It's funny and because I, think... I, I can't even, I don't even remember what the argument was for pasta in the first place. I, I, Vita, it was Yumi and Vita, and I think Vita had some interesting examples that maybe you and I hadn't had quite as much of just, of just a really good pasta salad. Um, and also it was up against fried chicken, which I think was a pretty weak That's entrant to begin yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that was really, I think half of that was us not wanting fried chicken to move on. All right. Uh, but, um, but we have one more on here, Sabrina of, of these quarter finalists. We got Sandwich, the number eight or the number sixteen seed, and we've got Pizza, the number eight seed. Both of these titans of industry, I would say, titans of what they can do. Uh, we we talked so much in that first episode about what Pizza is capable of, and I it really is it really is capable of so much. Um, Hot pizza, obviously delicious. Cold pizza, one of the best... I think cold pizza is one of the best room temperature versions of a hot food in terms of it still being really tasty. That is a good Sandwiches. Point. Sandwiches. I, I, 
Yeah, and as I say that, I'm thinking, I don't know if you can quite say that for sandwiches, but sandwiches, a cold sandwich, fresh from a deli or fresh from your own kitchen, fabulous. A hot sandwich that you, you grill on a pan or like get it up from a panini press or something, fabulous. I've, ah, you, any immediate thoughts from you as we stare down this black hole? I mean, the easiest, the, the thing that strikes me is that no one, maybe not no one, but most people do not set out to make a cold pizza. It's delivered <laughs> hot. It's eaten initially hot. No one leaves a pizza that they just ordered until it gets cold. It's mm. almost like that's part of our ritual. That's part of uh, this sort of comfort food level. But it's not good enough that it ever trumps having it warm the first time. Mm. So, mm -hmm. sandwich is obviously more versatile uh, in that there are warm sandwiches we set out to eat when they're cold and sandwiches we set out to eat when they're warm. <laughs> um, I... And I don't think there's a lot of like me eating a, a, a sandwich that's warm like a meatball sub cold like i don't think right. i do that i would rather heat it up mm -hmm. and, and i'll tell you i've done that and it's still been good <laughs> it's been pretty good while when cold uh but i i, I have a thought there because i i think one issue you do get into and this is this is part of it is when we're talking about hot versus cold like, like we said pizza you know if you let it sit out it is a great room temperature eat still it has not like the, the landscape of a piece of pizza changes. The cheese gets a little more congealy. What it's like texturally changes, but that doesn't kill it. I think a sandwich that is made cold, especially if it has condiments on it, and then either left out for a long time or like put Ooh, in a little yeah. Ziploc sandwich, sandwich baggie for a long time can get not nasty, but definitely soggy and disappointing to yeah. a degree more. Like... It, it, it things will start to congeal together if there's mayonnaise on it it'll make the bread just wet like i i love tomato on a sandwich tomato is just one of my favorite things that comes from the earth that we eat and put in our bodies um but like i i don't put tomato on a sandwich if i'm packing that sandwich for lunch because i know the water element that tomato brings left in with my sandwich in the fridge is going to turn the whole thing into a sponge Oh, and yeah. that's just oh, yeah. fucking gross. That that's there are fewer ways to save a sandwich once something's gone wrong with it. I feel like it like pizza you can reconstitute and reheat. Obviously, like microwaving a pizza is one of the worst things. Like you should go to jail and be happy <laughs> that you're in jail if you microwave your pizza. Uh, you you belong in prison and you should be really happy that you're there. Um, however. You can put it in a toaster oven. You can put it in a regular oven if you want. You can you can do things to, to make it come back well enough. There's even, like, if you do that and it comes out dry, you can give yourself a little cup of something to dip it in, maybe a cup of blue cheese from the wings you ordered with it the night before, uh, and, you know, d d just give it something extra, add more toppings to it. Fuck it. The world is your oyster. I Leftover pizza is never a problem. A half a sandwich left over in the fridge is like, is something I look at and would consider throwing away even if it was still perfectly good just because I don't know if I want to chance it. Yeah. 
There's, I mean, I will eat the leftover, like, I'll order the big sub and then decide that I'm never, that I definitely cannot eat the second half of it in one sitting. Sure. Also, because I'm a lady and, you know, it's impolite or whatever (laughs) to look like I have an appetite. Pinky's raised at all times. Yeah. Oh my god, you you could tell that I was raising it. I could hear the barely perceptible little breeze of the, the wind as your pinky wafted forth into the air. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not happy with it. <laughs> and if it comes um, out really cold from the refrigerator, I also hate that. A pizza, you can just leave out... <laughs> It actually yeah, tastes yeah, better with like that, lots right? of germs on it. Oh, the germs just add some spice to it. It's part of the experience. Yeah. I, you know, just waking up and and you know stepping carefully over four of your sleeping friends on the floor to get to the kitchen to to yeah. just fucking put on a pot of coffee and pull out a slice of just congealed pe- peppers, onions, and sausage pizza and just. Stare out the window as another day dawns and your hangover commences. It's, it's, there's something extremely powerful about that. Yeah, narratively, I think pizza's probably ahead then. Um, mm, probably. I still think Wait, that we should say. the diversity mm. of sandwiches is insane. Yes, uh, for sure. Like, what even, I mean, is a hot dog a sandwich? The, the day, no podcast over. Fuck this. Yes, no. yes. Um, but uh, but no. To your point, I, I think a hamburger certainly counts at the very least. A grilled cheese, of course, counts. Um, I I love like a good like Italian panini from like a diner or a deli, like with, with eggplant and stuff in there. Oh yeah, that's um, great. Th- there's a, there's a great one near me that yeah, eggplant, roasted red peppers, mozzarella cheese, and like basil pesto in in, in a, a hot panini fresh off the grill fabulous Um, really the only sandwich i ever really questioned was the one that was two pieces of fried chicken with like the ingredients in between the fried chicken and it was served (sighs) right out of the fryer so it just burned through your hands with all the hot oil (laughs) i think it was called the double down it it was in fact called the double down i did you ever have one of those i I did did. i did i'm describing my own experience with the double down (laughs) okay you're speaking firsthand here it burns your mouth because the yep. the oil is hot, and it burns your hands, so you can't hold it. So really, you're just eating two giant, way too like heavy, uh, chicken breasts, and like Jesus. a couple of like wilted leaves that are like jammed in the middle. Sounds sounds like it's time to put fried chicken back in the bracket. Um, oh God. No, it's not. It never no. is. But yeah, so it's because those are all really good. I. I, I love one of the things that like taught me to cook when I was a kid was learning how to make a grilled cheese. It was like grilled cheese and scrambled That's eggs. That's yeah, sweet. you know, well, because because a grilled cheese is very much a canvas food like a pizza uh, and, pe- and any sandwiches, obviously. Excuse me. But like you can go any anywhere from just a simple bread, American cheese bread to here's three cheeses, here's uh, bacon, here's roasted red peppers, here's a specific mustard I put a little of inside, here's how I do with the outside of the bread. You can go truly galaxy brain. Sabrina, 
I was an English major in college, and I once was in a uh, uh, creative nonfiction class where I wrote a story called Instructions Thereupon the Creation of the Grilled Cheese Sandwich, which was a dramatized telling of my gourmet grilled cheese recipe that I had come up with. If you still with, have which, this, we should do that, our next charity thing, and you can add that to the like a dramatic reading. That... I, I don't know if the magazine still exists, but that was published in a local literary magazine near my college. Well, congratulations! It sounds like my it was my funny. my proudest my proudest moment. Is there anyway, any I, bit I, of it you can remember that you could share with us, so we can all share in uh, the sort of proudest moment. Um, what I can do if if it is still online somewhere, I'll put a link in the show notes. I don't. I don't think I can just pull it out of my brain seven <laughs> years later well enough to, to really get the chops. Fair enough. Pizza um, it is. I will. Yeah, pizza it is. I I don't know. I I I I I am so torn here, but I I feel like I, I again I I really feel like that transition between warm and cold pizza handles better to a degree that just edges it out for me. I also feel like pizza is just like. USA, 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 and hey, what if ne- what what else could we possibly need right now than a good old chanting of USA? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I went Here to, a, at the Orange I went to a, a local food truck mm. thing today in my town, and like everybody lined up for the wood fired pizza, mm. and nobody oh. lined up for the sandwich. <laughs> Uh, a wood-fired pizza truck is fabulous. I uh, my, my my cousin got married the fall before the pandemic, and uh, we had his wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. A lot of us were staying over at his mom's house, my aunt's house, and so the next day, uh, she just kind of held a like post-wedding party for everyone who was still in town, where she just hired a wood-fired pizza truck to pull up in their backyard and make pizzas for everyone to have a party on the lawn. That's was, awesome. It was fabulous. Um, and then the next morning, we had cold leftover slices of those pizzas as we drove home from Connecticut. Fantastic. Pizza moves on. Yes. It was lovely. Pizza, congratulations. Uh, leaving the the, fi- the two matchups there for the semifinals as number eight seed pizza versus number 13 seed T. And then down uh, at the other one, we have number two seed cheese, the concept, versus the number 11 seed coffee. This is, I am delighting in how this is, this is forming. Sabrina, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank you to the listeners for joining us for another part of the Your Hot and Your Cold Katy Perry Cup. Next time, we will be delighted to bring you to the conclusion. Who knows? Maybe Sabrina will be there again. Maybe Vito will be there again. Maybe it'll be whole different people for the final episode where we do our two semifinals and we'll do our final round. And we'll find out whomst out of pizza, tea, cheese, and coffee. I'm sorry. Pizza, tea, cheese, parentheses, cheese, and coffee deserves to take home the Katy Perry Cup. In the meantime, Sabrina, uh, we are going to do what will become habit once I remember how to fluidly introduce it without needing to remember that we do it. Uh, (laughs) Instead of plugging what we do, we are going to give a shout out to a food or a restaurant or something in the world of what we like to eat that we want to lift up and shout out at the end of an episode. Sabrina, do you have anything you would like to thusly endorse at this time? Yeah, I think sticking with what I was talking about before, I had a birthday dinner and I had barbecued, like pit barbecue brisket. The one that I had was totally over, but I've had like 
a dinosaur rib or like a Ooh. or like a good brisket at um, two different places in New York. One is called Revenge Barbecue and there's another one called Picnic Barbecue. Picnic Barbecue is in Terrytown, so you can go and spend the day like gazing at the beautiful uh, no longer called Mario Cuomo Bridge, I'm guessing. (laughs) Mario, Mario didn't do, it wasn't Mario who did the specific stuff. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I I love, I love Revenge Barbecue. What a a great sounding name that is. Oh, and you have to show up early there because they sell out. Actually, I don't know if they're around anymore because I haven't checked in on them since the pandemic, but I think they probably are. Because they had a very specific clientele, and I bet they've they've been high, they've been operating in the shadows. <laughs> I I bet I will assume they probably have. That sounds fabulous. Uh, I would like to lift up uh, a B- Bigelow brand throat coat tea. I've been getting over a bit of a cold this week. I'm sorry, it's not Bigelow. It's traditional medicinals. Throat coat tea, a like black licorice and honey tea that I have been drinking that has gotten me through three or two different podcast recordings in the last few days. This one and one for a project that will remain nameless, as well as another important call for another important podcast project that will remain nameless. Uh, truly, I uh, get, getting getting a, a any kind of coughing and sneezing bug is the worst thing when. Your entire internet identity is based around using your voice. So uh, having a good, reliable kind of tea to, like, smoothen you out for exactly the 45 minutes it takes to record an episode of a podcast really helps. Uh, And with that, don't forget to tip your waitresses, leave a five-star review on Yelp, and as always, uh, don't forget to run the dishwasher. I wish I had...